It's now 19 past 7 on Radio Veritas and a very good morning to Nadine Pillay. Good morning, Nadine. Good morning, Father Emil. Hey, we're a bit, uh, we're a little bit uh, bi, a little bit late this morning, but it's because Spiwe, who's with me in the studio, you know, he took his daughter to school for the first time yesterday, so he's still so confused, playing wrong ah. things, playing <laughs> wrong music, wrong ads, and so on. And he thought he had to ask my forgiveness, and he played one of my favorite songs. I did it God's way. <laughs> so I forgive we'll him. Forgive him for I that. forgive <laughs> him for that. Yes, Nadine, welcome. Nice to have you with us again. Has the good has the year started on a good footing for you? Yes, uh, the year started, and it seems to be uh, you know getting uh, into full swing already. Um, schools are back. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big thing. Mm. That's a big. I mean, that's a big change for for families, especially if uh, perhaps it's a child going to school for the first time. Mm. Uh, you know, kids. Some kids are starting high school. Uh, my daughter's now in grade nine. Oh. Uh, so I so, suppose uh, for me, uh, it wasn't so bad mm. as as it was. You know, uh, last year, taking her to high school for the first time, mm. I've adapted. Uh, you know, she's, she's, she's independent now. I just have to drop her at the gate. She yeah. doesn't need me to walk her in and stuff like that. So right. I have to adapt to that. Right, you yes. know, I have to also adapt to this, that my, 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 my child is growing up. Right. Um, so, yes, and some ki- a lot of our kids started grade one. Um, I know that my sister... My little niece, who's, who's uh, you know, two and a half, she went uh, to play school for the first time. And so, you know, her mommy mm. had to to also be able to deal with letting go of her child. And for the first time, you yeah. know, uh, uh, that she's away from the house. So, yes, mm. lots of things are happening. Right. Well, I suppose at this time of the year, we must try and help our children cope with change, whether it's going from grade R to grade 1 or whatever it is, coping with change must be quite difficult for children. You know, it can be quite difficult for children. You Mm. know, uh, children um, are very adaptable. We must remember that children are adaptable. They are resilient, but we have to nurture this also within them, and we have to be able to be there to support them during change. So that change does not become, you know, this this, this huge, traumatic, uh, scary thing for them. Because I guess, you know, to some degree, all of us, uh, whether we are kids or, or, or adults, we, we, we do like stability. Mm. You know, we do feel safe uh, when we know what, what to expect. And we do feel safe when there is this uh, certain uh, sense of predictability about our lives. Uh, we want routine, we want stability, we want consistency, and, and, and even more so for children. Children thrive uh, where there are boundaries and they thrive where there's a routine and where there's stability. All right, yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, I think it is, it's true what you're saying. I've often, I've often thought, why is it that so many young people are, in, in some parts of the world are, are going are becoming priests, for example, and when they become priests and when they enter seminaries or emerge from seminaries, they tend to be sometimes a little bit staid, a little bit conservative, and so on and i 've often thought I think it 's because young people particularly are looking in some way for stability definitely, and I think you know Father Emil, when we look at society at large. 
There's so many far children that are living in instability. Mm. There's so many families that are going through instabilities. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, school uh, is, is just one of the things that, you know, children have to deal with is the changes in school. And I can tell you that, you know, even when kids change schools, it's, it's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, of a thing for them. It's a little bit scary for them, and, and, and some can cope with it mm-hmm. bravely, and some uh, uh, become a bit emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we having families, I mean, it's the beginning of the year. Some people have started maybe new jobs and, and have had to move uh, uh, from one place to another. That's a huge change. Mm-hmm. You know, moving house is a huge change. Thing. They say it's just like the third most traumatic thing that can happen to you because we we want that that familiar uh, that one familiar thing in our lives, you know that that place that we can go to that we know. Right. And so yes, when we are put in a different uh, environment, it can throw us off guard. Uh, and you know, as you're talking, I'm saying to myself, but you know, there are people who have been in employment. And suddenly that employment comes to an end, for example, because somebody's been retrenched or they're changing jobs or or something like this. They go through this thing, this time of instability, of of insecurity. I mean, you know, my job has come to an end. I don't have a job yet. Or if I do have a job, I'm moving into a whole new environment and so on. So it is a change. It is a time of insecurity and instability. And it can be quite challenging, I think. And and I think that we have to also acknowledge that it is a time of grieving. Mm. And I don't think that we sometimes pay enough attention to the fact that when we lose something, you know... uh, and I'm, to, and, I'm, and I'm moving away from when there's a loss of a loved one. But when you lose something, even as I say, if you move from a house that you've loved mm-hmm. to, a, to a different home, um, you know, you're grieving the loss of that, what was familiar. When you have lost your employment, you go through a sense of grieving. Even children who've had to move from one school to another, they go through a, uh, through a period of where they actually grieve the loss of their, you know, their friends, the teachers that they knew, their routines in that school. Yeah. And, and, and so when we look at it from that perspective, you can sort of try to understand why people become insecure, as you say, mm-hmm. you know, and people become uh, a bit, uh, you know, nervous about what is to come, feel a bit anxious about it, uh, feel confused maybe uh, and, and apprehensive about uh, you know what the future holds for them mm-hmm. um, and and then I think another important thing for the emo is that when there is any change it mm-hmm. does affect us as a family mm-hmm. system as mm-hmm. a family unit you know we cannot say that one person's change will not affect the other. Right, yeah. And so I think that is also something we need to prepare ourselves mm-hmm. for because the whole thing about being able to uh, cope with change and learn how to cope with change and help our children and help others around us mm-hmm. is, is, is preparation. You know, Nadine, you're talking now, and, and I, 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 I wasn't planning to say, say this at all, but uh, even I feel I've got to cope with change in my life. I mean, there was a time when I was very active. 
And now with this condition of mind of CIDP, I, I, I have no feeling in my hands and my legs. I get tired. Um, I can't write anymore. I can't type anymore. I can't drive anymore. I said to Olinda, my, my colleague here at work, uh, she said, Emil, you must just grieve for the old Emil and welcome the new Emil into life. <laughs> and in yeah. a certain sense, she's right. But it can be depressing. I know this. I'm, I'm talking from my own personal experience. It's not easy coping with this change at this stage in my life where I was hoping that I would have retired and been able to use the computer very comfortably and enjoy the... No, I can't. So it is, it's, it's a challenging time in my life. And I think lots of people are going through that same sort of change. Uh, yes, a lot of people are going through that change. And, and, and you know, we have to, to sort of look at our situations individually. Yeah. Uh, we've got to, to um, yes, grieve uh, the, the things that are gone. And we've got to but also look, you know, at what we still have. Oh, yeah. And I think that can be a, 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 a place where we can ground ourselves. Uh, because when change happens to us and, and we are resisting it, because we don't want it, you know, uh, we, we want things the way they used to be. I mean, how many times do we, do we say to ourselves, I wish things were the way they used to be? Yeah. Because we, we still are yearning for, for, that, for that familiarity. And, and, and so, you know, we've got to look at our situations. And we've got to keep our focus on what is good in our situation still, what we still have, what we still can do, uh, you know, and, and, and that will give us just a little bit of positivity mm. to be able to get through. Yes. Well, in, in, indeed, I, mean, I have to say, and I often say this to myself, you know, it could be worse. At least I've got two hands and two feet. I can still do things. Yes. I can still do what I'm doing on radio, for example. And uh, so I, I shouldn't become too depressed about it. But you can't help feeling a bit down and depressed sometimes because, you, you, you know, it's hardly possible to sign my name. And, uh, you know, yes. that's the sort of thing. You've just got to get used to this change in, in life, eh? And I think we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves as well that it's okay to feel down. Yeah. And it's okay to feel sad about things, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it, uh, you know, it, it's okay to have that day where you're just moping around and, and, and really feeling sorry for yourself. Mm. It's okay because we are, we are human yeah. and, and we all have, uh, you know, uh, feelings about things. And, and, and no one can, can really know exactly how you're feeling mm. because you are in that specific situation whatever mm. your situation may be mm. and uh, and i think that we must expect this mm. and even when we uh, when we when we're dealing with with, with, with children father emil yes. you will notice that sometimes they they express this type of feeling in a different way you might find that their behavior regresses a little bit mm. You know, yes. and, 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 and sometimes we become, as adults, we become frustrated with children. We think they're being naughty. Mm. We think that they are, they are just being stubborn and they are just, you know, being difficult. Mm. And uh, I think this is what happens to them when there's a change. Mm. Yes, yes. And they are feeling uncertain about mm. things is that they, they, they do regress. You might find that a child that is uh, very independent and, and strong-willed may become clingy and and maybe crying all the time, and mm -hmm. and you can't understand what this behavior is, mm -hmm. or may have tantrums. Yeah, yes. you know, uh, even though they are twelve or thirteen years old, you might find they having tantrums. Right. Yeah. Um, so we just need to to be 
aware of this, that this mm. could be a way in which they are experiencing mm. the change. Mm. Well, Nadine, thank you so much for sharing with us again, because it's so important. I mean, I think you bring so much hope to people in your sharings. Uh, I sometimes wonder, my goodness, you know, every week you come on board and you share something that's relevant and real and, and, and so on. Um, maybe there are people out there that might have issues that they might like you to share about. How, how would you feel about that? I think that would be, you know, wonderful to, for, for, for people to engage uh, uh, with me, to, to send in your questions, you know. We want you to be able to use this, uh, these 15 minutes that we have, Father Emil, yeah. you know, to touch people's lives, to answer questions, uh, to to be able to bring some, as you say, some hope yeah. to any situation. So uh, I would encourage all our listeners out there to just, you know, write in, uh, whether they can, uh, write in to me on my email address or to the radio, uh, radio Veritas, and, and send us your questions. You know, we don't even need to mention names, but we can address certain issues. And this, even those questions and those answers could be a help to many other people out there. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad I mentioned that now because it's, you know, we really are paying out the nets now for a catch and saying, listen, you out there have questions that sometimes box you in or that embarrass you or that you want to know about and so on. This is the opportunity now. So to people just to drop you a line, nadine.pillay212 at gmail.com. I'll give it out again in just a moment. And just mention to you, Nadine, uh, what they would like you to comment on. Definitely, and yeah. I, I, I so look forward to receiving uh, those emails. Right. No, I, I hope so. I hope people out there will take the time and the trouble just to drop you a line and say, listen, what about talking about this or that or the other thing? Not that the things you're talking about are not relevant. I think every, every week you, sp- you say something that's relevant, and I often sit here and say to myself, where does Nadine get all these thoughts and ideas from? And every week it's on another subject and so <laughs> on. But it would be good to get some feedback from people. And uh, uh, it just en- enables you and us all to relate and to connect with people. Definitely, Father. All right, Nadine, thank you so much indeed for sharing with us again. It's always lovely talking to you. And thank you, thank you, thank you for all the time and the trouble and the inspiration that you give us. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Father Emma. Thank you very much. God bless you. That's Nadine, Nadine Pillay. And if you'd like to drop her a line, she would welcome you. You heard her saying she would welcome your thoughts and suggestions. So it's nadine.pillay212. Nadine.pillay212 at gmail.com. Nadine.pillay212. 212 at gmail.com. There it is. Thank you very much, Nadine. And uh, it's over to you now. Our listeners out there, wherever you happen to be, you tell her what you would like to hear her comment about. Radio Veritas. Your Catholic Connection.